Outside the carriage, Jean smiles, and the little girl notices the way everyone melts at her pink-cheeked sister's smile. Inside the long entrance hall, the little girl sees coats, stoles, and capes hung on pegs. She hears the hubbub of a conversation, peals of laughter coming from the living room to her left. She sniffs out the whiff of an unfamiliar perfume. Her heart contracts. That means there are ladies invited to lunch, that she'll have to go downstairs later, after the meal in the nursery, to say hello. This does not bother Angela. In fact, she is excited, already asking who is there with their mother. The little girl rushes upstairs, taking the steps two at a time, escaping while she can, and taking refuge in the large nursery on the top floor of the house, in that comforting warmth, near the doll's house, of the toy cupboard with two shelves, one for Angela, one for her of the treasure chest lined with cotton cloth, of the old armchair that transforms so easily into a shipwreck run aground on a beach. She moves toward the fireplace, where flames crackle behind the fire screen. The table is set for three, Nanny, Angela, and her, because the baby still sits in her high chair to eat. She looks out toward Albany Street, toward the army barracks, Nanny's voice is raised, and it pursues her, repeating her name several times over. It is telling her to wash her hands before lunch. Daphne doesn't want to wash her hands. She doesn't want to eat lunch. She wants to continue looking out of the window, watching the troop of lifeguards' officers as they return from their morning patrol. Her father has explained that this is the oldest regiment in the British Army. Its mission to protect the king and the royal buildings... There is no way she is going to miss seeing the glint of their shining armour, the plume of feathers on their helmets, the red lightning flash of uniforms. Since she stopped sleeping with Jean and joined her older sister on the other side of the nursery, she is woken at dawn every day by the bugle call, but this doesn't bother her at all. During the meal, Nanny lectures Daphne about the need to finish her vegetables and at dessert she orders her to eat every last morsel of her rice pudding. Daphne does not like rice pudding. Why must she always do what Nanny tells her? Because she's only a four-year-old girl? And yet, she likes Nanny. She sees her more often than she sees her own mother. After lunch, the dreaded moment arrives. Nanny rubs Daphne's face clean, brushes her hair. Angela admires herself in the mirror. The sisters wear identical embroidered mauve velvet dresses and pale pink pelisses. Even the baby is dressed to match. They must walk downstairs, open the door of the dining room, and they must smile, in front of that sea of strange faces. Why doesn't Angela suffer during this ordeal? Murmurs of approval. The ladies are elegant. They wear large hats. Mummy, too. Daphne finds this odd. How can anyone eat lunch while wearing such a big hat? Nanny hands the baby to their mother. The baby gurgles, and everyone coos over her. Daphne wants to run away, back to the nursery. She hides behind Angela, who is prancing around in her velvet dress in front of the ladies. Their mother gives the baby lumps of sugar. When the ladies all stand up to move through into the living room... Daphne finds them too tall, too fat. They laugh too loud, cackling like hens. And not only that, but they all want to kiss her.
It's horrible. She hates it. Angela puts up with the kissing gracefully. How can she? But not her. No way. No kissing. She scowls, bites her fingernails. The ladies laugh. They think she's shy and sweet. But they notice the nail chewing, the naughty little thing. Her mother shoots her a reproachful look. We've tried everything with Daphne's fingernails. Thankfully, no one is paying any attention to her now. She is free to go back upstairs at last. It's over. Until the next time. She loves this view over the roofs of the city. Look, down there. That house painted red. Why is it red? Who lives there? How can she find out? It looks like that house is not friends with the house next to it. It's different, separate. Daphne imagines living there all alone.